0: Welcome back to another episode of This Week on Channel 9. I'm your host, Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate. And my shirt today is a cool throwback to one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, Bellingham, Washington's very own Death Cab for Cutie. And yeah, I know the shirt says Seattle on it, and I'm, I'm aware. My husband pointed that out too. But you know what? If Ben Gibbard says that this is okay, then I'm like, it's official merch. I'm good with it. All right. Uh, enough of all of that. Let's get into this week's latest developer news. All right. So first up in some .NET 5.0 news, lucky number seven. .5, uh, .NET 5.0 Preview Seven is now available, and so this is actually the second to the last of the preview releases before .NET 5.0 goes RC or release candidate. And on the official blog, Rich says that most features should be close to done at this point. There are some single file and ARM64 intrinsics uh, that are two feature areas that are taking the longest time to complete, but they are on track for preview eight. So great stuff. And so I've got links in the show notes and the description down below for uh, the various blogs, for all the various flavors, you know, both ASP.NET and and, and EF Core, as well as download links. Um, So uh, be sure to check that stuff out. Next up, In some Windows Terminal news, Windows Terminal 1.2 Preview is now available, which means that the Windows Terminal 1.1 is like now, I guess like the main release, and Windows Terminal Preview 1.2 has um, some great new features that will appear in Windows Terminal in August. So if you want to kind of get the ground running, you can do that now. You can actually download this preview release from um, uh, the Microsoft Store or from GitHub. And a couple of the new features include a new focus mode, which will basically hide everything except for your terminal, as well as a always on top mode, which will uh, allow the terminal to be your topmost window at all times, which is pretty great. And there's some new commands that you can check out too. And so I've got links for more info in the show notes and the description. And I've also got a link in the show notes in the description for a blog post that went up at the end of June about how you can customize your Windows terminal if you want to trick it out with lots of great colors, maybe some custom fonts and stuff like that. So be sure to check that out. All right. Next up in some Git news, Git and GitHub news, we've got a bunch of stuff here. got a bunch of things to go over. So first, the big news is that Git version 2.28.0 is available now, and it has a really neat feature that allows you to override the name of your default first branch when you are creating a new repository. And so historically, this branch name has been called master, but there have been a lot of really important conversations across the world about words and what they mean and what they signify. And so that really doesn't feel appropriate anymore. And so using a new configuration variable you can set your default first branch to be a more inclusive name, like say main. And in the coming months, GitHub, as well as GitLab and, and Bitbucket and some of the other Git providers, are going to be making more changes to make it easy to retroactively change your branch names too. So that's really exciting stuff. And um, there are some other uh, new features in Git 2.2. Uh, 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 8.0 and I've got those in a blog in the show notes in the description. Um, there's also I wanted to know that the GitHub team has released their official GitHub roadmap and this is a pretty big deal. It's in the official um, they've got like a, a full kind of you know Kanban board showing all the different things that are going to be happening uh, across the product and the different features and priorities that the team is working on. So this is great stuff and I've also got a link in the show notes in the description for a blog post on that. All right. Now, next up, I'm going to call this section just like Note- notebook palooza or, or notebook news. I guess we're going to say because I've got a ton of different notebook-related news items that happened to come out this week. So. First up, there is a brand new Gather extension available for Visual Studio Code that makes it easy to clean notebooks. And So what this um, uh, extension does as the blog post explains, is that it's a um, notebook cleaning tool, gathers notebook cleaning tool that analyzes and determines the necessary code dependencies within a notebook and then performs code cleanup, and this automates what can be a difficult, annoying, and time-consuming task. So I love that. So check out the blog um, post uh, in the show notes in the description for more info, as well as to download that extension, great stuff. Um, I also want to uh, mention that the Python extension for Visual Studio Code Insiders is showing off a new preview of something that they are calling native notebooks. And We've talked about this before. There's a new native notebook API that you can use in um, in Visual Studio Code and in other applications, and so native notebooks are uh, VS Code's newest implementation of notebooks, and in the Python extension is leveraging uh, this native notebooks API that I mentioned to revamp its data science experience. And so this is awesome. Again, check out the show notes in the description for more information on this, and to download the insiders version of um, this this extension and, and check this out. And finally, the PowerShell team um, has a public preview of the new notebook mode for v- uh, notebook mode extension for VS Code, and we talked about this when it was like in the planning stages. What feels like. A million years ago. In actuality, it was March, but that does feel like a million years ago. And I'm super stoked now to see that the team is offering up a preview of this extension. And basically, what it lets you do is open up PowerShell scripts; those are like .ps1 files in a notebook-like view. And so, what's great about this is that it gives people the ability to get familiar with a notebook-like experience without having to go like full in on something like Jupyter notebooks or, or the .NET interactive books. So. This is awesome stuff, I've got more details in the show notes in the description down below for you to download this extension and to learn more uh, from the team about what they are doing. Next up, uh, Windows devs have a brand new landing page on our Docs page, and this is actually really great because it's specifically tuned for Windows devs who are using Windows, not just to build Windows apps, but to do cross-platform apps or even apps that are specifically aimed at something like Linux. And There's also a brand new Windows developer GitHub repo, which is a great place for you to report bugs or issues or feature requests um, for your various tooling things, which is pretty awesome. And So I've got links to the announcement blog, and um, both of those landing pages, but the, the, the new GitHub repo and the landing page in the show notes in the description. Awesome stuff. On channel nine this week, we've got tons of great content. First up, over on Azure Friday, everyone's favorite developer, Scott Hanselman, talks about how you can enable secure remote work using Windows virtual desktops. That's always good stuff. And then over on the uh, .NET show, Rich talks about packaging and deploying.NET Core for Linux. And this is the first of a two-part series. And finally, over on the IoT show, Olivier is going to talk about how you can add plug and play to your Internet of Things stuff. So that's pretty awesome. And I've got links to all those videos in the show notes in the description down below. Be sure to check them out. And now it's time for my pick of the week, or shall I say, uh, picks of the week. Now, I know, I know, everyone expects me to be picking Taylor Swift's brand new album, Folklore, as my pick of the week. And yes, you should stream it. It's amazing. It's like unreal. Even if you don't like her pop stuff, fantastic. However, I decided to go in a slightly different direction this week. So First up, this is actually a follow-up to a previous pick of the week from I think last October, and um, the Analog Pocket, which is basically a a machine that lets you play old-school Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. You can even get uh, like adapters to play Game Gear, or or, or, Atari Lynx, or Neo Geo Color cartridges on it. Um, It's just a really cool machine. This was announced last fall, and it will actually be up for pre-order on August 3rd. Uh, The bad news is it won't be shipping until May, but I'm I'm ordering it. I might even order two, so I'm super excited. So some follow-up there. Be sure to check that out if you're interested in in old-school retro console stuff. And my next uh, pick of the week, finally, the U.S. Marshals are holding an auction for some Fire Festival merch. And if you're not familiar with the wonderful thing that is Fire Festival, there are two great documentaries on it, uh, one on Netflix, one on Hulu. I actually already own some official Fire Festival merch, uh, that I, that I got, uh, like last year, year before last. Um, and I've actually worn it on this show before, uh, but I'm still bidding on a hat like, whoa, uh, I do have my limit on how much I'm willing to spend on this stuff, but it's pretty cool. So, uh, I had to share that if you are interested like me in owning a piece of, um, of a disaster that just defines a culture or at least like a moment in culture, check that out. Let me know in the comments down below what new or old tech you are most excited about And also let me know what comments like what your thoughts are on any other stories we covered this week. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a like on this video as it really helps and go ahead and subscribe to us on Microsoft Developer. See you next time.